evening. I've got another six pages of this chuva here, and that's not even half. Um, I haven't given out yet, so I'm not sure yet which parts we're going to go through. Um, I'd like to explore, from a practical point of view, some of the different angles that we've mentioned from the different reasons why a person may be chayv under the umbrella of Maridin Lashulchani. So if you remember, we've discussed that if a person is doing it and he knows that the person is relying on him, whether it's because the person tells him he's relying on him, whether it's apparently apparently he's relying on him, what causes it to be apparently he's relying on him. I think we mentioned a number of shumim ago, the Nasiva says that if you're paying someone, then you don't have to say I'm relying on you. It's, it's implied that you're relying on them. You don't go around paying lots of people, although sometimes you can pay for a few different opinions. Um, and, and we've seen that there's different shayness which have been used by the Mepharshim as to why this person who's given an opinion which has relied on should be chayev. On the one hand, we've seen Maritin L'Shulchani is chayev classic midin garmi because the person knows you're relying on them and your mistake is causing them a direct damage. So, Chazal say Yochayev. We saw potentially Yochayev midin Oriv, but Oriv we downgraded also to Pashas Maridin. We have to know if ever the scenarios will be Oriv and not Maridina. We've seen that there could be a reason why Yochayev, because you're being paid, that even if you're not Chayev midin Maridin and Shulchni midin Garmi, but because when you're paid, a person expects a certain standards, or maybe even a person expects a chayas, so therefore that's part of what they're paying for, therefore you're chayav, even if you're not chayav within married in the shulchani. Lemoshal, just to speak this out a bit more, because this is now going to potentially be one of the factors which could come in here. Married in the shulchani, when the expert gives an opinion on the coin, bechinom, then he's potter, if an amoritz who's got no right to give a professional opinion, because he's not a professional in this area, then he's chayav. What's the difference between the two? So the Mepharshim said the difference between the two is we're talking about a case, a specific case. And I think it's very important this because when we learn Shulchan Aruch, this difference between a professional and not professional, we have to be very clear on this Nakuda that we're talking about a specific case where they changed the currency mamish recently. So the Mumcha wasn't negligent to give an opinion, but he just wasn't, hadn't been updated with the new information, which is a very particular case very particular type of case Pashtas from there it would imply that a mumcha who makes a negligent mistake would be chayev because the only reason that the hedger is chayev is because he's got no right to give an opinion he doesn't know what he's talking about why are you making it sound like you know what you're talking about a mumcha has a right to give an opinion because he's meant to know what he's talking about when he has a right to give an opinion he's not negligent but if he's negligent why is he why should he be less chayev than a hedger who's also negligent for opening their mouth so in actual fact, most cases of a professional, what we would call professional negligence, which would go after indemnity, insurance, or whatever, would just be no difference between a mumcha and non mumcha because they weren't an onus. It's only in a case of an onus-esque type of case that, that we'd have this distinction between 
a mumcha who is entitled to give an opinion, therefore if it was oinus, it was oinus, but a shenkin person who's not a mumcha wasn't entitled to give an opinion, so you can't say it was oinus, you don't know what you're talking about. Happened to be his oinus, whether that's lost or she is safe for oinus, whatever. Okay. So at the moment, but when you pay him, this mumcha who's made this oinus, we're not calling it mamish oinus oinus, we're calling oinus a bit like Geneva Aveda. So, so just like in Hechoshomim, we've got Pshi on the one hand, extreme negligence. Oynus Mamish on the other hand, nothing to do with you. And in between we've got Ke'en Kenevi Aveda, which is not Mamish your fault, but it's not Mamish and Oynus. So here as well, when you pay him, then, then you expect him to be liable, even if such a thing happens, that his information's wrong. And now we need to put the sh- punch, punch these different zippers in, and see if there are any nafkeminas. Try and flush out if there are any nafkeminas. Just to, just to remind you briefly, when we had the, the halacha in Arvis, where we said if a person vouches for someone else that they're good for the money, and the Ramah said it's like they're an oriv, and, and a chayv like an oriv, uh, um, because you underwrote almost that the person's good for the money, even though you weren't makabal achrayas, you just said, yes, you can lend him, he's okay, he's financially secure, etc., so there, the Nasibas with Mazaik in the Shach, as we saw, that, no, you're not really Chayim Medin Oriv, you're Chayim Medin Maradina. Nafkimina will be Ligabah. The Yerushim, we said, another Nafkimina will be that if he was entitled to give an opinion because he's a shooter for a brother who Mamish knows what he's talking about, then it'll be part of it. So we saw different distinctions. Let me set the scene for this new Shaila now. This new Shaila was a very famous case. We're giving again. It must be a case where it wasn't his fault that he didn't know. So it's not like uh, you know nowadays where they send out uh, emails to all the professionals to be alert about a new change in the law or whatever it may be. Uh, um, you know, in those days, information was a whole different world than we live in today. So maybe the horseback rider hadn't yet you know come to his neck of the woods. I, I don't know. The Gemara, the first made clear it was it was, it was an onus. You know. Yeah, it's very hard to understand. Uh, uh, normally nowadays, we live in an environment where if there was any change, there'd be a requirement to be a heads up on that change. Right? There'd be a warning period, there'd be an implementation period, there'd be a training period, whether that's for a new currency, whether that's for a new law, whether that's for a new act, etc., etc. So it'd be hard for us to have nowadays a scenario of onus, really, you know. Uh, unless it's a fakrochna law that mummish comes along once in a million years that most people would never have heard, even mumcha would never have heard, heard of, Ulai. So that's how I said to you. We're not qualifying it as an onus in the in the Hilchoshomim sense. We're more defining it as an onus like Nei Yeah, so if it's a so what difference does it make that I, I expect it? It's a question whether you 
If we punch in, what was the reason we said why taki or pots of minus? Bet's minhilchas milchas mazik mamish. Even if it's onus. So if you're chayiv in mazik, why are you chayiv? Why are you potter from onus? So we said that the reason why you're, you're potter is because the ma'isa. We we patched us going with the mahalach of the shach. We've we've mostly gone with the mahalach of the shach in understanding garmi, which is that minatayra garmi is not hezek mamish, and therefore you're not chayiv because you didn't do the damage. You were, it's grammar, really it's grammar. Chazal said we can't have the only chayah for Hezek Mamash and not chayah for Garmi because it's going to be chaos. So they created their own Dine Hezek called Garmi, which is a Knas, and that Knas is only implemented in certain circumstances, certain situations where they saw fit uh, to, to apply it, and therefore according to that you can't start creating your own Garmis because it was only where Chazal made the Knas. And as such, if it's a Knas, they only did it when a person, as a deterrent, someone who, who should have known better, been more careful. So therefore, if it's an onus, they didn't make that class on such a person. However, when it's Basra, as we're going to see, then it's, it, it, we learned, say, so a while ago, who said that, that, that on Hashem Esachah, many years ago, said on Hashem Esachah, part of what I'm paying for is that you should be chayv if it gets stolen. I'm like paying for insurance. Part of what I'm paying for is that you're chayev if something goes wrong. Uh, that's the part of the nechama I want to have in what I'm paying for. But it's not part of what I'm paying for. It's part that Chazal said, if you get getting paid, no. so then you've got... You, so, you've got, you've so got, so got we're gonna, no, we're going to see more than that. Part of what I'm paying for. Literally. Which, by the way, today, in today's world, I think is much more the case. I think absolutely when a person hires a professional, part of what they think they're paying for is that there's going to be indemnity insurance if something goes wrong. There's a difference between hiring a professional who's part of a body or hiring a person who's stumped out of the house with no qualification, no, no, even if they know everything, but they're not part of a... So, but you mean, I accepted that. Since you were paying me, I've accepted that I'm taking this extra price. It, it, it's not because Correct. I'm expecting, it's because... Well, well put it this way. If, if that's the, if that's the market norm, then whether you are masculine or not masculine, that's the default implied terms. Like, like, like anything that's the market norm. Yeah, you can have people expect irrational things and they don't get what they want, right? It means, in such a circumstance, this is what, this is what the normal expectation is. Now, let, let me move on to this particular case, because the, the, the areas which we're going to go into, are really going to, like, push us out of our comfort zone. And how far does this halacha really go? Now, again, for the, for the basis of this shayla, we are looking at things purely from a halachic point of view. Right? So we, we will touch on what the legal ramifications may be, and that can have enough minig, like we said. If, if the law creates a minig, then the minig becomes implied, and then implied becomes this chiv, that can, of course, have knock-on effect. But, but let, let's first look at this purely, purely halachic. The Shaila here is discussing a tragedy which happens in Eretz So, famous tragedy in the Versailles Hall. The Versailles Hall was a chasna hall, which was built, uh, um, as we're going to see a bit more inside information here in the Shaila, assuming he knows what he's talking about. Uh, there were corners cut. There were building methods used which were not uh, uh, um, really usable for a hall of this nature. And the, what happened was, they were dancing in the middle, uh, jumping up and down and dancing in the middle of the chasna hall. It, was, it wasn't on ground floor, 
and the, 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 the pillars collapsed, the building collapsed, the, the floor collapsed, people fell through, people were killed, it, it, it was a gefalecha situation. And now, obviously, after such a thing, there's an inquiry, and it was a big deal at the time. I, I, I remember that, that, that people started getting very anxious about the PMP here, because there was a certain degree of flexibility in, 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 in the floor, um, etc. And, 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 and rightly so, you know, when, if, you, if one doesn't learn, when one sees certain things, then what's, you know. Um, so, we're now, you know, they did an inquiry, and in the inquiry, obviously, they're going to be looking into a number of different potential guilty parties. Right, you're going to have the surveyor, you're going to have the builder, you're going to have the owner, you're going to have the person who ran it as a simple hall. They could be the same, they could be different people. In this particular case, there's a whole bunch of different people. Now, if we're going to look at the surveyor, the Mandes, as he's called, uh, which is, I think, the structural engineer, and you're going to look at the, this uh, engineer, and let's go with the assumption that he's made errors here. Either he's made errors in design, or he's made errors in allowing them to do things which he should never have allowed them to do, and, and, and he was negligent, right? So, again, putting aside how far that responsibility will go from a legal point of view, let's first analyze it from a halakhic point of view. How far are we going with the achrayas on this person? Because our starting point is a Gomorrah which speaks about a very simple case, as often the Gomorrah does. It's talking about a case where Reuven owes money to Shimon and, and, and he comes to pay back the money with a coin. Shimon takes his coin. He doesn't know is it real or not real. So he goes to Levi and says, is this coin real? Because if it's real, he's paying me back a choyv. I'm going to give him back Ishtar choyv. I'm never going to see him again. Even if I see him again, I've got no way of claiming off him again. Is it real? He says, yes, it's real. He says, are you sure? I'm relying on you. He says, yes, it's real. He says, excellent. He goes back to Reuven. He gives him back Ishtar choyv. He takes the coin. He goes to the shops to try to pay with this coin. And it's inspired. It's, it's no good. So the damage is very, very specific. The damage is, I pay, I, I got paid uh, with a coin worth 100 shekel. With that, I wiped out the choyv. The, the coin was counterfeit. So I relinquished my debt of 100 shekel, which I now have lost, effectively, because I've got no way of claiming it anymore. So the damage is 100 shekel. So, so the damage was guaranteed at the time. It was known what it was at the time. It was limited, etc., etc., etc. No, but we're talking about he, you got, you're, no, you're not going to get the money. 100%. If you get the money, there won't be a claim. Fine, but we're talking, we're talking about a case. Okay, but we, we, no, more than the guarantee. The, the ability to, I can't claim the money, so in fact, I'm not going to get my 100 shekel. I have the ability to give 100 shekel. I won't get my 100 shekel now. Okay. Okay, but but either way, the maximum it can be is a hundred shekel, right? So we, we we know a maximum exposure. Here in this particular case, we're going to see a really wide range of potential liability. So we'll start with the basics, right? He has been an engineer on the construction of a building. He was negligent in that in the engineering involved, or what he allowed to go through in the construction of the building, the building has collapsed. 
So, in that, potentially he's liable for the rebuilding of the building, or if the building is not going to get rebuilt, the cost of building in the first place, which is now a waste of time. That's area number one. I think that is an easier area, because you can A, quantify it, B, that was what he was actually involved in, right? He was involved in the building of this building. So imagine this is a, a house of cards, and you see people paying the money for, for that, this house of cards, and, and it's structurally flawed from the beginning. The whole house could come tumbling down. Well, then, that, that, that's not so different from the chayv, right? However, in particular circumstances, this hall didn't collapse in the middle of the night with no one there. This hall collapsed. And by the way, this particular part of the shaila is now very much happening across Turkey. Right, where they said that, that, that engineers didn't build the buildings properly, etc., etc., etc. So even if you take out, even if no one was in the buildings, sorry, no, I go to Sharia law courts. So yeah, so so right now let's move on to the more messy and complicated part of the shaila. We've got loss of human life. We've got damage to to, to people potentially. Now let's just park for a second whether bechalal we get involved in loss of human life and paying compensation nowadays, because uh, you know, not, we're not dealing with Chi of Misa, we're not dealing with Chi of Golos and we're not dealing with, with uh, uh, you know, Adma Mazik, certain things we do, you are Chayef, certain things you're not such, let, let, let's, let's just not get too involved in, in, in that part of it, which obviously will take care of a number of the Shires practically or pragmatically, you're not going to be able to deal with them, because they're not, we don't, Bezin doesn't get involved in them nowadays, but let's just look at it from a, a, a purely academic point of view how far are we stretching this liability? Because due to the negligence of this engineer, people were killed. People had damage caused to them. You know, that damage has ramifications for how long they can't work for, how long, etc., etc., etc. Whatever it is, right? Are we saying in the halacha of Maradina? The Maradina Lashulchani. We're not talking about the law. The law might have its own set of rules that you hire for everything and whatever, fine. And, 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 and maybe that will be imported here as well. We have to see. But are we saying that Maradina Lashulchani is going to go so far that any damage caused by your negligence when you knew they were relying on you, even consequential damage, right? I, 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 I don't know. Do you call this consequential? This is not like grammar, grammar, grammar. This is, if the building collapses because of you, yeah, it's a building which is meant to have people in for many hours of the day. So if it's going to collapse or could potentially collapse, it can potentially, it's a flip of a coin, it's Russian roulette. It can either collapse with people in or without people in it. Right? So, so, is it, is it? Okay, but it's a building built as a chasna hall. Yeah, you could, you, I don't know if it's out the, qu- out the question to say that if this building has a, an amount of dancing in it over a period of time, then maybe even when people have left the hall, it could collapse in the night because of the pressure it's been through in the day. I'm not, I'm not an engineer. I know I'm not an engineer. Correct? Correct. It wasn't fit for purpose. Correct. I, I, and we have this in Dinitaria, by the way. We have this in Dinitaria where, where there's debates as to whether there was clarity um, as to what the building was meant for 
And was it meant to then have another floor added? Was that always understood? Was it not understood? Did they add things? What things were added, not added, etc., etc.? Very good. So, so in Hilchas Garmi, we've got we've got massive machleks in between the different shittas. Some of the shittas hold it's got to be Bari Hezeka. Some of the shittas hold it's got to be Miyad. Right. So if you go to, for example, Bari Hezeka and Miyad, right, as two of the main uh, reasons brought down in Mepharshim, if you need Bari Hezeka Miyad, which is a, a machleks we're going to see, um, part of it depending on whether it's a knas or whether it, no, it's Taka Hezek, which are Chayim in Atariya, potentially. Um, so if you need Bari Hezek and in the case of the coin, since at that moment you knew he's giving the star and the star has gone, and because of your coin, so you know it's Bari, it, it is, you didn't know it's forged. It doesn't mean that he's not giving the star tomorrow. It doesn't have to be that the terrorist is. No, that, 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 that's, that's what the Mepharshim who learned that it has to be Miyad learned that at that moment he was talking about it, where he knew at that moment he's giving over the shtar. And 20 minutes later it's not a miyad. Exactly what's called that moment. If it's a minute later, is that also called miyad? I don't think that the, the Gemara and the Mepharshim give a shizman, but it means in this, in this arrangement. You're saying yes, and he's giving back the shtar. Tomorrow, Pashas wouldn't be called miyad. What is called miyad, I don't know. Bari Hazeka, in the case of Maridin Nishokhni, is also because Again, I mean, you would say it's never Bari because maybe he'll pay back the Chayv. But the Mepharshim seems to say that that was Bari I mean, this, Marjan Shokhani is the benchmark case. No, that's not what I mean. What I'm saying is that Ali is saying that, that it's not Bari because maybe he'll still pay back, notwithstanding the fact that he hasn't got a star. I mean, we could be talking about whether... Uh, Ali, we, we could be talking about, we, we can be talking about whether Baal Chayv is a guy and he's got no intention of doing Jew, he's got no intention of doing anything. If you can't, be mechayev in court, you're not getting any money. Right? So or he, uh, how, how are you going to prove that the coin you're showing him now, which is counterfeit, is the one he gave you? Yeah, okay. So, like I say, and if he's a guy and he's not interested, he's, he's off the hook and finished. The chayv's wiped out. So, so if you're going to learn like those from Mepharshim, that marries in the shukhni, needs bar hezek, and needs miyad, Right, so then, in most cases uh, 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 of negligence, right, then then you're going to be hard, hard pressed to have Bari Hezek and Miyat. Right, so imagine a person makes a mistake in accounts. I'm sure it never happens, but yeah, but but not necessarily just because you made a mistake in accounts does that mean it will be picked up on? And even if it's picked up on. You might be given a chance to, to, to right the wrong without having to pay penalties, depending on the circumstances. So I don't know if, if you know, uh, every case, yes, if you bring a surveyor because you want to buy a house, and the surveyor looks around the house and doesn't spot that it's got, uh, uh, um, what's it called, um, it's dry rot or whatever, whatever moment it is, he doesn't notice there's a fresh paint or fresh coat of paint for a reason, right, and, and, and etc. So then it's Miyad and it's Borea Zeka, because that's when you bought a flawed product and, and you're stuck with it now, because you had a chance, caveat empty, you had a chance to look at it, your problem, you signed off and everything good. But here, he was negligent in the building, that doesn't mean necessarily, I mean, it could mean that the building is going to fall. It's just a question of how many jumps 
you know, but it, it, this building was never going to be able to survive the full lifetime. It, it could be, but it's less likely. And, and even then, there'll be some hazard which will be bori, some hazard which won't be bori. If it's going to fall, if there's no way, the way it was structured, it can survive, that, that means the building's going to fall. So the hazard of the building's bori, but it's 50-50 if someone's going to be in the building at the time, potentially, unless you say that you. It will eventually fall when people are jumping on it. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. So, so, and, 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 and that's gonna now, as you say correctly, now we have to go back to Marjan Shulchni and study Hilchas Garmi, which is where we've seen Marjan Shulchni in two different places, but one of them is in Hilchas Garmi. Are we schlepping all of Hilchas Garmi into Marjan Shulchni with the different shittas, etc.? How, how are we gonna come out? So that's all part of what we need to look at now, but, but, but potentially, Broadening the application of Maradzinu, because if you're going to go beyond the actual thing that the Pshi was done in, and start looking at damage to people, etc., etc., which isn't a big jump, right? It's not, you know, and you could have the same thing with an accountant. You could have an accountant who was meant to do a certain thing by a certain time, or in a certain way, and because he didn't, it's not just the Hezekiah, but there could be knock-on effects, right? You can have a, a, a lawyer, we came across the case of a lawyer, where he didn't do the right uh, paperwork and filing, and because of that, a uh, 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 completion on a property didn't go through. So there could be huge enough on that, you know. So how how far do you go? And again, and all of this as well, are we only looking at Hezek? Are we also looking at Munias Revach? Right? If Munias Revach was almost guaranteed to be there, the profit was there to be made, so is that normally that's Groma? But you understand that, that there can be cases where, where this goes... Far beyond, if you have shutfim, where one shutf is relying on his shutf to do certain filings, certain applications, certain different things, and it's clear that's his job, and he knows the shutf is relying on him, and, and he doesn't do it properly. Now there, you might not have to come on to any of these halachas, because there, there could be certain halachas between partners, where you're hired to each other, and, and, and you're liable if you don't do things properly. So, so again, we're, 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 we're opening up a can of worms here, which is fine. That's, that's what we're meant to be doing. Yes, but the problem with that is that you can be Mechaev, the owner of the building, and maybe the builder. And Junior hasn't done it. He hasn't built it. And ask you a question. Go to classic Baba Kama. Person's digging a burrow, and he says to me, uh, "How many tzvachim am I allowed to leave a burrow?" And you say to him, "Up to fifteen, you're fine." He says, "Oh, fine." So he digs a burrow, ten tzvachim, right? Someone falls in, etc., etc. Is there half a minute that that, that your chaimidin burrow? You might be chaimidin maridina. Is there half a minute you should be chaimidin burrow? It's not my burrow. He's dug the burrow and left uncovered. So again, Bar has a chiddush. Bar has a chiddush that it doesn't have to be yours. And the light comments puts it in your shoes to make you chayav. But if you're not on digging it, but you're paying going to do it for you, then we've seen that, that there's a chiddush in, in, in employment. That employment can potentially achieve things that shlichas can't. Normally, you say in shlichas la'akum. Um, but if you've employed a guy to do something for you, then it could be that you will be chayav for it. We've seen the Gabi Hilchas Chazaka, that if I, there's a sada, which is hefka, and I pay goyim to make a chazaka on the field, for me, I'm kind of 
I've done a chazaka here, even though in shlichus la'akum, right? But, but they're not. It's not shlichus. It's like yoda arichta. I've employed them. They're various different halachas. How and where that applies is 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 is, is not very black and white. Pardon, but, but the engineer, they're not working for him. He's he's giving them directions. They're not his employees. Obviously, if you have a builder who, who he's the engineer, he's got workers who work. That would be a whole whole different setup. Let's just let's just begin the the, the, the shaila and, and, and see. I have to apologise if my route is not up to up to scratch because we get quite technical in some of the points. Hatzaga sabaya. Mahiya chayusus is on the page of the big man. Mahiya chayusu anazikin shalimandes. What is the the extent of the liability of the engineer? Shereisov hamikzoyis loyhayinachinus, where his professional uh, uh, um, uh, rulings weren't uh, weren't correct. Because of the, the fact that he got it wrong, the, the floor of, of the hall, uh, um, you know, um, flexed, flexed, flexed the hamoin, um, and it, it went through the floor, and many people fell through. Unfortunately, tens of people killed, and hundreds of people injured. And the people dancing there and other guests standing there fell through the depths. And, and the, the, exactly which part of the, the, the building, the pillars, the build, I don't, don't know exactly what it is, fell on them as well. Afterwards, the police set up an investigation. They, they, they put him on trial for uh, being liable, culpable for the people killed. Palkal is a certain type of uh, uh, building where things inter- interconnect. Uh, Lego-esque type of, type of, type of thing. Um, in, in a manner which was not fit for purpose for what this hall was going to be. There was no way it could withstand the weight of hundreds of guests. Of which you've got tens of them who are dancing, so that, you know, that they're jumping up and down, etc., depending on how you dance. They also brought the person who oversaw the building. He made a mistake in the building. So it seems that he made his own errors, not just ones which are blamed on the, the um, engineer, but he himself didn't necessarily stick to the, the letter of the law. And the owner, in order to, to manage to make as much money as possible, it wasn't done properly. They wanted to make it uh, as many guests they could fit through, make it nice and wide and open. They withdrew a number of the pillars which were there on the first floor, meant to be supporting the second floor. There were two holes. There was a hole on the ground floor and a hole on the first floor. And they took away some of the, the pillars to make it nice and wide and open. But apparently, pillars are there for a reason. And uh, the rest is history. 
on that point, yes, but on the on the um, palkal, on the whole methods of construction that he used was flawed for this, wasn't fit for purpose. That's all of this together resulted in, in the damage that happened. They also wanted to bring to, to justice uh, uh, um, the person who signed off on this from the city level. Who they're saying helped the people who built the hall. They are not quite sure how this building was ever signed off on at the at the council level. And they're saying there seems to be some hanky-panky going on here with someone putting it through, you know, quietly under the table, slipping it through and, and, and giving it the, the relevant approvals. So really, if you're, gonna, if you're going to approach this Shaila from a halachic point of view, we have to divide and conquer and look at every one of these interested parties and judge them separately and together to try and ascertain on what grounds they're going to be chayv. We know, know we're going to be able to go through. This true this is 16 pages long and he's only dealing with the, with the liability of the engineer. We're going to, for the, for the, this Shaila's purpose, we're going to take out the other factors, and we're going to assume what wasn't the case, but we're going to assume everything was the engineer. They all followed the engineer, they didn't take out the pillars, they didn't, and let's keep it simple, because otherwise you've got contributing factors, and then, you know, it's like Shnaim Sha'asu, and you've got different cases in Baba Kama where, and whether you divide it, who the last one who did it, is he high, what did it happen without him? You know, there's different scenarios there. So he's keeping, he's stripping it back, keeping it simple. We're talking about as if everything came solely because of the engineer. So let's begin briefly. Uh, 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 engineer is someone who is meant to be an expert, a professional in building, and he's somebody who's relied on, and he's, he's got qualifications. He is meant to be able to tell you how to build such and such a building in such and such a place for such and such a purpose. Exactly what materials to use, how it should be constructed. So it's the job of the engineer to instruct the builders exactly how to build it, with what material, with what methods. He's meant to make sure everything works properly. And the builders, when they come in, they're meant to just follow the plans. You, you, they, they don't need to get involved in anything other than what the, the uh, uh, engineer has written. In order that the building stands, and punctually it should be done. They, they have to make sure they follow the plans and build it to, to spec and according to the time frame that's been, that's been given out. So therefore we're now 
defining this uh, engineer, someone who is his advice is sought for construction. Normally, the kablan who's building it will will employ him. That means I own a piece of land. I go to a kablan. This kablan says he's going to build for me a, a, a building. He will hire normally. You know, there might be lots of different ways, but normally I would have thought he will hire the engineer. He will hire the builders. He'll hire everything. And he'll deliver a finished building. Um, and and normally here in England. If a person's doing construction in their house, it doesn't always work like that. Sometimes you'll go to a builder and you'll say to a builder, can you build for me a loft or a basement or whatever it may be? And the builder will say, well, yeah, give me the plans. And you'll go and hire, uh, you know, an engineer or whatever. They'll draw up the plans, etc. What, what we've discussed uh, um, um, a number of times before, recently, is that because here it works that way, there's sometimes this... Uh, those of you who ever played doubles tennis or ping pong and the, the ball goes down the middle, not sure who's meant to be going for it, there, there tends to be a lack of clarity. Whereas the person who delivers the plans, the person who owns the house often doesn't want to spend more money. And if anything gets changed along the way, they don't want to go back to the engineer or to the surveyor and say, can you draw me out new plans? So they just think they're tweaking a bit here, tweaking a bit there. The builder is literally just the builder. Mamash Golem. They come in, they build to spec. The moment you're deviating from those plans, then the builder's winging it. Now what should happen is the builder should give a disclaimer and say, by the way, in writing, saying, I'm building according to the specification of your plans. If you change anything from these plans, it's your liability whether it works or doesn't work, because I've got no idea. I'm not an engineer. Right? So you might think, we just moved a pillar. You know, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe that's just move a pillar. Maybe that's move the pillar. I'm not an engineer. I'm a builder. Now, what we found is that people don't necessarily understand the translation of the word builder. No, I see what I mean. People think if I'm hiring a builder, then the builder knows how to build. So if there's something which... The, the builder should have told me that there's a problem here because you can't do this like that. I assume if the builder doesn't tell me, that means there's no problem. And they don't necessarily always realize that, no, 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 the builder is a golem. They're not thinking, they're not paying any attention to what, uh, to, to, if this change is a problem, not problem. Whatever you tell me to do, that's what I do. If you give me the plans, I do the plans. If you tell me to change the plans, I change the plans. Whatever you want, I'm here to build what you want. Will it last, not last? I'm going to do the normal uh, specification of what's in the plans. But the moment you're changing things, things can go very passionate. And we've seen that look of shock and disconnection between uh, a husband or a wife who, who said, but, but you never told us there's any problem. And the builder says, I do what you tell me. You know, and, and there's this lack of clarity of what to expect in the shuk in such a situation that can sometimes cause things to get very messy. It depends what the builder makes out at the beginning, whether he's just a guy who's got a hammer. Well, he's not a guy with a hammer and chisel. He's a guy who comes with a whole crew with all the machinery and everything. But I follow the plans. Like I say, so if they were making these disclaimers at the beginning, life would be much easier. He made. You say, okay, if that's what you want. Now, should he? 
No, he should say, Wamnik, can you please get a sign off on that? Because on the plans is RSG. If you're saying without RSG, I need to make sure it's structurally sound. I would think something as big as RSG, he'd probably make that comment. But, but you can have a lot in between where, where it can make big differences. To be continued.